Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from Matthew, the 15th chapter. Lord, son of David, have mercy upon me. She said, my daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Dear friends of Christ, you know, at the kitchen table, we hear people say, you know, please pass the salt and pepper. And you'll hear people say, you know, please pass the butter. You'll hear people say, pass the meat. But I have never heard anybody say, please pass the crumbs. I mean, I've never heard anybody say, pass the crumbs, please. That's all I need. I mean, crumbs, they... They don't have any flavor. There is no, hardly any nutrition in them. You know, when you empty out your toaster from that toaster tray and there's all the crumbs, burnt crumbs, you know, you don't eat those. You throw them in the trash. Who in their right mind would ask for crumbs? Well, maybe dogs are satisfied with crumbs that fall from their master's table, but not us. We want more, and we expect more from our God. However, in our text this morning, we see a woman who did not expect more. We see a great woman of faith who was satisfied with the crumbs that fell from the master's table. And she was a Canaanite woman, and she was in distress because she loved her daughter, and her daughter was possessed by a demon and in, in difficult times. And the mother knew that God, Jesus, had the power to do something about it. And so she goes to him believing that he had the power to heal her daughter, to make her better, to make the demon flee. And she believed it would take only a few crumbs to get the job done. She trusted. And so our theme for this morning, a few crumbs will do. I want you to think about times when you've pleaded to the Lord and you've begged Him, uh, the times, Lord, have mercy on me. Maybe it was a, you know, and, and as you prayed, Lord, have mercy upon me, what did He give you? When you prayed, Lord, have mercy, did He give you a few crumbs? That's not the way God works. No, He gave you His mercy. He gave you the whole thing. He always does. You sin, He forgives. You wander away, He draws you near. Instead of a few dried crumbs, I think you get the whole loaf of bread. Now I want you to think about a whole loaf of bread for a little bit. A whole loaf of bread. You take it and you, you knead the dough and, and you, it's made, that dough is made of the finest durum uh, wheat, whole wheat that is uh, harvested from the high plains of Colorado. It's stone ground. And stone ground to perfection and put in the oven. Freshly baked bread and that smell. So, so, so yummy. And when the bread is finished baking, you take it out and you let it cool. And then you 
take a knife and you slice thick slices. And you take butter and you put it on the piece of bread and you watch it melt. And then you take your favorite cup of whatever you like to drink and you enjoy and you savor every bite. Now, I'm not here to make you hungry this morning. But I am here to make you hungry for Jesus. To hunger after His blessings the way the woman in our text did. To seek Jesus. There is nothing more satisfying than when you receive blessings from your Savior. Receive His mercy. The mercy, the forgiveness He offers you. The life in Christ that He offers you. The presence that He offers you. In the midst of all your problems, that He's there to strengthen you. To lift you out of the darkness. Jesus gives much more than a few little crumbs. In our text this morning, we we have this Canaanite woman, and she turns to the Lord for help. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is along the, the, the Mediterranean Sea. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter suffering terribly from demon possession. So Jesus left, had left the, the land of Galilee, which by the way was a very dark, unbelieving region, to the Mediterranean Sea, which is even a darker place. He left a place of faithfulness to a, un, unfaithfulness to a place of godlessness. And there he finds the, the light of a woman and her face shining brightly. And he doesn't treat her well. Here in this land of darkness, this woman who is shining, his mother who desperately needs help from the light of Christ, she cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And she believed what you believe this morning, that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus has all power, that He can do anything, that He has no problem healing her daughter. And that's why she pleaded to the Lord for mercy. And this woman cried, literally tears. This word for crying is kradzo, which kind of sounds like the word, kradzo and crying. It's, it's one of those words that sounds like what it means, and I want you to think of a dog howling in pain or a cat crying in the night. This mom was crying for her daughter because she couldn't bear to see another day of her daughter being possessed by an evil demon. Have you ever found yourself doing that, you know, praying when your child was desperately sick, Lord have mercy, or when somebody maybe in your family was dying and you, Lord have mercy. Either let them live or let them die. During this past week, we had a storm in Iowa that we drove through. We left uh, Hastings to take my son to seminary on Monday. We followed the storm and the destruction. And as you travel uh, Interstate 80, it's amazing to see all the fallen branches for hundreds of miles. And I, and I can only imagine the people, the farmers, Lord have mercy. During this time of, of pandemic, during this time of sickness, uh, people are so stressed and we pray, 
Lord have mercy on us. Our country is at odds. You know, more than ever, people are divided. They're attacking each other. People are on edge. People are scared and they're, and they're worried about their health and the health of those around them. And they're angry. It's a culture we're living in. And people are lashing out against authority. And what do we pray? Lord, have mercy on us. And that's what the woman did. She turned to Jesus. And Jesus had plans for this woman. But <laughs> first, he was going to strengthen her faith by testing her faith. He's going to make her pretty uncomfortable to see if she would wander away or not. Now, Jesus may have given his life on the cross to show us how much he loves us, but in this instance, it appeared that Jesus was being intentionally mean. Intentionally mean to this woman. But he wasn't. You know, she, she asked for Jesus' help, and Matthew writes, Jesus did not answer a word. Jesus didn't answer her. He pretended to ignore her. Have you ever felt that way? Have you felt ever, have you ever been ignored before? And when somebody ignores you, how did that make you feel? And how does it make you feel if it's God who is ignoring you, who you think is ignoring you? Well, it doesn't feel good. And it makes you angry and you say, well, if you're going to ignore me, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. That's the normal way of things. But this woman is crying out to the Lord. And she cries out and God says, nothing. Sometimes God tests you too. And sometimes he says nothing. To make you uncomfortable to see how you'll respond. And we cry out for mercy, but it seems as if God's not listening. It seems as if God's not there, that he doesn't care. That he's ignoring our cries for help. Are there any patterns in Scripture to say he's listening? Sure. That's the way Job felt. Job had cried out. Remember, with all the afflictions that had fallen upon him, he had lost everything in a, in, in a storm. He'd lost everything, even his own health. Lost his children. In the midst of all the trial, Job says, Behold, I cry out violence, and I'm not answered. I will call for help, but there's no justice. You know, when we call 911, we expect a response. When I need help and I call 911, I expect somebody to be on the other end of that phone taking care of my needs in that moment of need. Immediately. And our first responders, when we call them, we certainly expect them to show up. And they do. We don't expect them to ignore our phone calls. Or say nothing. We certainly don't expect that from God. Who has the power to do something about it. God promises, however, even though we may think He's far away, that He's always near, that He always lessens, that He always gives His mercy. Psalm 145 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon Him. Well, how does this woman handle this test of faith? Well, 
Our text says she continually kept crying out loud. She certainly was persistent. And her voice voice got louder. Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord, have mercy. And I'll give her that, that persistence. It disturbed the disciples, though, her crying and her persistence and her noise, that the disciples said, send her away. She's bothering us. And Jesus said, yeah, I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel anyway, not to people like that. How could our Savior, loving Savior, be so cruel? I don't even understand this. How He intentionally spoke those words loud enough so that the woman could hear them. I was sent to people like this, not for people like that. At that point, I'd have turned around and walked away. We have people in the church who turn away from the Lord for much less. It seemed as if Jesus didn't even care for this Canaanite woman. He had made it clear. However, we know that's not the case, and this mom was about to find out the love of God because Jesus was setting a trap for her, a trap of love, a wonderful trap of His gift of mercy that she was going to walk into. He was setting a trap that would enable her to see God's love in a more miraculous way. And this woman heard Jesus insensitive, unkind words. It didn't hinder her. She continued to cry out, but Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Help me. You know, the Bible has a wonderful way of letting me know how much God loves me. And I remember, I think, each night of the sin that I've done throughout the day that separates me from God, and I cry out, Lord, have mercy. Why does God love me? Why does He forgive me? And how can He forgive such a sinner as I? And does Jesus even hear my cry? And then I remember His promise, for the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. Well, without Jesus, this woman was lost. Without Jesus, I'm lost. And I want you to cling to that word lost. Because if you're lost, there's hope. If you're lost, Jesus can do something about it. If you're lost, that's good. Why? Because Jesus came to help the people that are lost. Jesus says He'd come to seek and save the lost. There's hope for you. And Romans 5 tells us that God loves the lost and the ungodly. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Words like lost and ungodly assure you that there's sufficient mercy in God's storehouse of mercy for you. We go back to the woman because what comes next? She cries out in agony, Lord, help me. And Jesus said, it's not right to take children's bread and toss it to the dogs. He's just 
making it worse. You know, how can he be so cruel, so insensitive, so un-PC? And Jesus was calling her an animal. That's almost racist. Those are hate words, hate crimes. However, Jesus uses a word for dog that's different. There is a word for dog that means a wild mangy type of dog. And then there's a word for dog that means a pet dog. And that's the word he uses here. This woman is a pet dog. Ah, so there's hope. I mean, owners love their pets, right? Owners treat their pets well, right? Owners spend money on their pets. Would Jesus treat her like a pet? Would that be enough? Would that kind of love and mercy be sufficient? So she said, yes, Lord. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You see what Jesus sees in this woman? Even if he were to give her only a few crumbs, that would be sufficient. Even if he would give her only just a few crumbs, that would be enough to heal her daughter. That's all she would need to make the demon flee. And she continued to pray, Lord, have mercy on me. And he did. He had mercy on her, just like he has mercy on you, and just like he has mercy on me. And Jesus gave her more than just a few crumbs. He gave him the whole mighty hand of God. He blessed her. And Jesus was amazed with this mom. And he said, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. What do your eyes see as you look to the cross? Do you see a, a man who hung there for six hours? Do you see a, a man who bled? Do you see a man who suffered, a man, a man who died? Yes. But you also see God's Son. And you know the suffering He endured to save you. You know what He went through to love you. To take every sin that you've ever done and wipe it in the past. Wipe it away. But in our minds, His sacrifice is like a few crumbs. We see a man dying in the cross, and our mind, our mind sees that. But faith, faith sees so much more. We see the powerful hand of God with a few little crumbs reaching down to help us too. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.